0: Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law.
1: Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees. I have a master's degree of the laws of taxation law and a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. Both of these master's degrees in law came from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law that's located in beautiful downtown San Francisco. And because of my training, my experience, my interests, and my expertise, I primarily practice bankruptcy, debt wealth management, uh, wills, trusts, and estates, real estate, and taxation law. And I'm also proud to say that on occasion, I have an opportunity to seek out and attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the victims of the various forms of financial elder abuse. As always, I have to say that I am so grateful and happy to come to you again today from the beautiful KFX studios. Also in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. However, as always, I must once again today ask you to please note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives to serve as an educational form for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with an outline of some of the issues that may help you seek out and find qualified professional help to help you with your legal or financial issue because, as I'm known for saying, if you try to represent yourself, In any legal matter, in my opinion, but any matter that concerns your money and might impact your ability to keep a roof over your children's head and food on the table to feed your kids, you really need to reconsider representing yourself because you will not be as prepared as your adversary if they're a corporate entity, will be represented by an attorney and everybody in the courtroom, including the judge, will be a lawyer and you will not. So it's kind of like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. Um, what I mean by that is your, your valid claims and defenses might reach the promised land long before you do. OK. And so in case you haven't guessed, that's what I want to talk about here at KFAX is not taking butter knives to gunfights, but talk about legal issues And and your money-related issues or sometimes or quite often the lack thereof and what you may need to consider to protect your family's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational forum. Again, I keep hearing from you all out there in radio land, and I really appreciate it. So uh, keep it coming. And if you have some ideas or areas of interest that you'd like for me to cover in this show, I would be more than happy to do the research and, um, you know, lead a discussion. You know, by discussion, I mean it's like a one-way conversation. I'm giving you information, but I'm giving you information so you can find more information to, you know, help you and your family uh, come up with um, the wisdom you need to move your family forward. Just as for the last few shows I've been talking about, you know, trying to spread a little bit of thought about wisdom that we as a California statewide community need to think about as we move forward in this new environment that's prone to wildfires during our summer, fall, pushing into winter, and, you know, as the season turns now over the Thanksgiving holidays, rain and its impact on our transmission and distribution systems. So I um, want to share uh, with you uh, my, my thesis as to why it is I believe we as a collective need to fo- focus on stemming wildfires as it has everything to do with our families and um that's because we here in California, as the rate and the taxpayers, we are the ultimate underwriters of each and every cost of everything that even re- remotely is related to these issues, including um, most recently and likely to occur again, uh, the cost of losing power that we need to run our homes and businesses. So in addition to the fire potential, we have the potential of losing power, and many of us feel like, you know, we're behind the eight ball. We don't have anything or much to say about what happens. And I say having that, uh, taking that position is incorrect. We have everything to say about it because, as I said, as ratepayers and taxpayers, we're the ultimate underwriters. And when you become the ultimate underwriters, everybody in the entity looks to you. But if you're silent, people will do what they want to do. So we need to figure out how to get our input to our governor, to the members of the California Public Utilities Commission, uh, to uh, PG&E and the other electrical d- uh, distribution, transmission and distribution companies throughout the state so they know how we feel, because our money and our lives are on the line. So as a result of this new environment, I believe that we must all get involved in helping our political leaders and others in charge help us help ourselves by at the very least educating ourselves on the key issues involved in what it's going to take to make California and our country more fire safe. And as I shared with you last time, I think that that has at least 3 subparts and probably many more, but we need to focus on fire prevention strategies, tactics, and methodologies such as implementing effective vegetative management systems, underwriting, that means ponying up the money, and upgrading our safe electrical and gas transmission and distribution systems, and underwriting and uh, upgrading our system using innovative technologies to monitor fire-prone sectors of our power grid, such as using drones and remote sensors that are based on artificial intelligence. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. But in addition, we need to come up with fire mitigation um, strategies and tactics and methodologies. And that is to say, if our electrical companies are going to pull the plug periodically to keep us safe, they need to do that in some kind of way that's well-planned and thought out, such as making sure that hospitals and clinics and our emergency, uh, management systems to our, uh, the folks, our, our fire persons and our police persons still have power so they can help us. And I need to make sure that our, uh, telecommunications companies, uh, have power so our cells, uh, cell phones can work. Um, you know, it, it, it's pretty bad to be without power. Your burglar alarm is off. Um, you're isolated. And then you go to use your cell phone, and because the power has been withdrawn from um, the cell tower and there's no backup, automatic backup, uh, a generator to keep that power flowing, um, you you can't call out for help. That's that's irresponsible. And so, you know, they really need to focus on that. And then how do we fund uh, upgrading our, our system? So. Uh, we need to have uh, state-funded and taxpayer-controlled because if it's state-funded, that means we're ponying it up. And we need to have some uh, input into how it's controlled if if we're going to create pools to help um, mitigate the risk and upgrade the risk. Because it's my understanding that these power outages are going to last for the next decade because – The way the funding is going right now, it's going to take that long to upgrade. So we really can't put up with that as far as I'm concerned. So we need to help our elected officials realize that that's just not going to fly. And we also need to make sure that we have access to adequate, affordable, and available fire insurance to rebuild our homes and businesses. And we need this throughout the state. And many insurance companies, um, as they do, because they're in business for making money, when um, they have a lot of losses, they tend to want to withdraw from the state. This happens not just in California because of wildfires. It happened here because of earthquakes about two decades ago. Uh, uh, Homeowners, earthquake insurance actually got bifurcated from your homeowners policy, and now you have to buy a, a premium separately if you want to protect your property from earthquake. It happened in in Florida in the Gulf Coast when there's hurricanes so it it's not it's nothing new it's nothing that's unexpected by our governor or our insurance commissioner uh, but we as the people need to understand this, and then that might be a reason why we need to um Agree when our elected officials say that they want to create uh, uh, a pools of funds to help underwrite things that the industries don't want to underwrite. So uh, today, I want to continue our fire prevention studies by looking at some high tech methodologies that we can use. And um, I found a wonderful website entitled T and D World that stands for Transmission and Distribution World. And it's a website that's geared towards uh, individuals, uh, engineers, utility companies to give them information about some of the new technologies that they can use to uh, keep our power grid safe. You know, keeping our power grid safe is more than just for our convenience. And as some of us know, it's very inconvenient to not have power, but it also makes us very vulnerable, as I talked about, uh, not having access to cellular service. But it also makes us vulnerable to those who have ill will against us as a society. And so we need to do all that we can to make sure that our elected officials know that they need to step up and take, take charge of the situation. So Again, when we come back, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into the use of technology to help make us more fire safe. Uh, But we're going to stop here for a, a short break, and I'll see you on the other side.
0: Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead.
1: Welcome back to Sellin's Law as we continue our discussion on what we as a statewide California community need to do to prepare for the next rural wildfire or urban conflagration and how the use of innovative technologies could and maybe should help us reach our goals. Before the break, I told you that I found in my research a great website containing a treasure trove of information on the topic. That is to say, um, how can uh, technology be used to make us more fire safe? And it is a website. Uh, It is T&D World, which stands for Transmission and Distribution World whose stated mission is to provide utility executives, managers, engineers, supervisors, operators, and line persons with must-read information on the design, engineering, construction, operation, and maintenance of the electric power delivery system. This includes an in-depth understanding of transmission, distribution, substations, automation, and power flow control. T&D World provides utilities with the insights and technologies to integrate distribution energy resources into the power grid. T&D World also provides the insight and knowledge to help them reshape their organizations to meet the structural changes in the increasingly difficult business of climate. And so that's why I was really uh, pleased to run across this uh, website Um, In its November uh, newsletter that I I signed up for, uh, there's an article entitled, and it's it's written by, excuse me, I'm not pronouncing the name correctly, Ashish Kimar Dash. It's an entitled Vegetation Management, Artificial Intelligence to Preempt Forest Fires uh, explaining how companies can map and track vegetation to reduce wildfire risk, and so I'm just going to share with you uh, some of the ex- some excerpts from that um, article. It says life for millions of energy consumers in the United States came to a grinding halt several times in the last few years due to large-scale power blackouts caused by forest fires, transmission and distribution lines. And critical infrastructure belonging to utilities are spread over thousands of miles, often through poorly accessible wilderness. Overgrown vegetation and dead trees can touch and fall upon power lines, causing breakdowns and short circuits. They can also cause forest fires. And when they go unchecked, flares up into major ones. The vegetation across thousands of miles requires constant monitoring, pruning, and maintenance to ensure right-of-way is constantly maintained. Right-of-way is the um, e- egress or, or, or onto pr- um, private land uh, so um, the utility companies can um, hang their wire, uh, but they also need to hang monitoring systems to make sure that uh, the... Power is getting through in a safe manner. Even after utilities spend millions on vegetation management, they often face challenges in protecting their transmission and distribution lines, transmission towers, transformers, and substations. It is time to adopt new methods of vegetation management. This point of view is to try to explore some new solutions, Currently, vegetation management is done through two ways, the traditional manual approach and the automated method, which uses advanced digital technologies. This article goes on to say that the traditional approach to vegetation management is unsustainable. In the manual approach, the data collection, data processing, risk mitigation plans, and implementation is schedule-based. The crew on the ground monitors demarcated areas. Uh, tree um, uh, People who specialize in the management of trees inspect the right-of-way. They assess the risk from vegetation and decide whether it needs to be pruned or removed. Sometimes the inspection and the maintenance crews differ, and there is l- lag time between the activities of the two. This manual activity of monitoring the power lines is t- time-consuming, It incurs significant overhead, and it only delivers mixed results. The inspection crew may not accurately assess a threat to the power line, or a tree may bend and fall over soon after the inspection has already taken place. Since the area that needs to be monitored is vast, expecting the service territory can be a four- to six-year cycle. I I want to highlight that again. There's a territory, and due to man or woman power, it might take four to six years for that cycle to be completed. So that means if you inspect the, the trees uh, within a mile of my home and the tree looks fine, you might not come back again for four to six years, and all kinds of, of, of havoc could be re- between now and then. So decisions regarding cutting and pruning are taken based on experience and hence is limited by the field workers' capacity. Regulations supporting the vegetation management efforts of utilities. So according to the California Public Utilities Commission, just three investor-owned utilities in California, they spend about $1 1 billion dollars annually on vegetation management and yet the process remains largely manual so here in our state where we're prone to wildfire and urban conflagration where now we're also going to be prone to periodic intentional unplugging of our power lines the three public utilities in California spend 1 billion dollars a year on vegetation management. So that lets you know that either the money is not being well spent, I'm not criticizing, I'm just throwing out this hypothesis, either the money isn't being well spent, that is to say maybe that's enough money and it's not being well spent, or there's not enough money to do what needs to be done. And, you know, my intuition tells me it's the latter. To augment the efforts of the utilities, the California Public Utilities Commission, along with the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection and the U.S. Forest Service have set vegetation clearance requirements for the distribution network of utilities. Also, the California Public Utilities Commission has developed a fire threat map that takes into the account the historical data of forest fires and tree mortality, and I, I talked about this a bit uh, last week. Through numerous uh, processes, and though numerous states have policies similar to those in California, compliance with stringent clearance standards can only be the starting point for right-of-way vegetation management programs. The cost of vegetation management, uh, it rises each year following a shortage of manpower, increasing concerns regarding safety, and the need to prevent rather than douse uh raging fires utilities have started turning to smarter technology and the an automated approach to vegetation management uses advanced digital technologies to capture and process data and put together a risk mitigation plan many utilities leverage aerial surveillance that is to say helicopters and drones to simplify and hasten the monitoring of their geographies, these technologies uh, and, and uh, spend weeks gliding along the transmission and distribution lines and taking images of the infrastructure for an analyst to analyze back at headquarters. Many utilities adopt LiDAR L I D A R to capture visuals of the power lines and surrounding vegetation. These images are captured by cameras from an altitude, which may range from anywhere between 2,000 to 10,000 feet. These visuals are then analyzed to locate areas that need attention. For instance, to pinpoint where the right-of-way is being obstructed, locate dead or dying trees and other potential hazards to the expensive infrastructure, these particular technologies are used. Well, LIDAR has been effective for visual capture, analysis of visuals of the 1,000 square miles known to have take at least two months. This means that by the time the analysis is tabled, the data could be outdated by a certain percentage. This is problematic. And as the costs associated with LADAR image capture and high visual mapping cannot be repeated on a quarterly or even half-yearly basis. As such, this takes time for the utility to um, figure out how to guesstimate what's going on. So this article goes on to say that um, utilities need to consider data analysis that is undergirded by artificial intelligence. Um, Many concur the way to access accurate and actionable insight for vegetation management is to adopt a data-first approach. That is, as opposed to sending a team out, collect the data using AI and the visuals, and then send the individuals to prune the trees and clear the right-of-way based on the data tables that are established with uh, AI. And these These solutions use data science, machine learning, and computer vision to analyze the information as opposed to just manpower. So I am just uh, pleased as punch to be able to share this insight with you. And I am going to leave it there for now. But when we get together next time, we're going to continue our discussion of what it is that we need to do to be Smokey the Bear in the 21st century. That is to say, watch out for ourselves. Here at Selwyn's Law, we always believe on staying on the right side of the law, including the law of nature and how to protect ourselves. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the Bankruptcy Code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead.